So hello and welcome to Future Thinking with Stylus. I'm your host, Tessa Mansfield, Chief Creative Officer at Stylus. And today we'll be discussing the future of the luxury sharing economy. How luxury brands can adapt to increasing consumer desire to rent rather than own products and express identities in more fluid and personalised ways. To discuss this, I'm joined by Henrietta Thompson, journalist, editor-at-large for Wallpaper and co-founder of the design rental platform Hearth, and Ella McDougall, Stylus's own product design researcher. So first of all, Henrietta, could you explain a bit about Hearth? So like, what inspired you to start the venture and what problems do you think it's trying to solve? Sure. Um, thank you for having me on the programme this morning. Um, uh, Hearth is really a, um, it's a, it's a new way of furnishing your space. So what we wanted to do was, um, was come up with a way that was more sustainable than the current options um, when it comes to interior design. And um, and offer sustainability without the compromise. So, essentially, Hearth is a um, is a platform through which you can rent uh, furniture and art or sculpture directly from brands, um, but also peer to peer. So, you could um, it's a platform like any other sharing platform that we we've kind of become used to. But um, but in really, uh, it means that you can. You can share your own things, but also rent um, rent other items uh, from antiques dealers, from galleries, from brands, um, and from and from your peers. Wow! And is it difficult to convince people to want to rent out their goods? Um, like, is there a, a fear factor of what might happen to their to, the, to their their art or their? Furniture. I think less, less and less. I mean, certainly we've had a really positive resu- uh, response to the, to the whole concept, and um, and I think people are much more used to the idea of sharing these days. I think you know we've had the likes of Airbnb and um, and and many other sort of sharing platforms where we, uh, the the internet offers a certain transparency and trust where um, where you can be a little bit more reassured that your things aren't just going out to the other. Um, that you know where they are, you know that someone's um, going to do their best to look after them, um, and uh, and really, you know, we've done everything we can with with Hearth to try and reassure people that um, that they're if they're as a lender that their things will be looked after. Okay, and is this mostly kind of domestic? Is this going to be for people's homes, or is it kind of commercial use and for events? It's it both. Called? I think you know ultimately the the end consumer is is our um, is who we have in mind. Um, we really want you know that's. That's where I think we can really make a difference, um, but certainly in the short term, it's it's property developers, it's interior designers, it's um, uh, it's pop up shops particularly. So I think businesses are a little bit more used to um, the idea of of borrowing something on a temporary basis than than end consumers. Um, but certainly, we're you know we're seeing we're seeing a lot of uptake within the residential sector too. Do you have any data on who are your consumers or where you think the kind of growth is in this market? We we do, I and mean, we're so new at the moment um, that uh, the amount of data that we currently have is pretty minimal. But we have ambitions in that space. Um, uh, certainly, we're seeing as apart from the um, uh, the kind of the, the more business to business side that I already mentioned um, from a consumer point of view. Um, we we do know who's using the platform currently, um, and um, and I think it. What we're really finding is that it's it's people who 
not only have a practical need for temporary things, um, so it's it's not just people who are relocating or redefining themselves or um, or living somewhere, moving somewhere temporarily, but it's also um, it's also people who just um, who really want to to live more lightly. Who the idea of you know um, a sustainable method of, of furnishing their space really is more appealing. And Ella, from a stylist perspective, what do you think is driving this desire for consumers renting over owning? We feel quite overwhelmed in the stuff, the amount of stuff that we have. The LA Times found that we have 300,000 items in the average American home, which is just enormous. And so rental really frees us from this burden of, of that we feel kind of engorged by all the stuff that we have. <laughs> Almost. And um, I mean, the fact that Mary Kondo has, is now a hit show, we delight in watching people throw out things. So there's a lot of, of desire from consumers to almost liberate themselves from, from product. On the being engorged with, with too much stuff and wanting to kind of have a more minimal home, um, uh, I mean, do you think that's a real driver, Henrietta? Are you seeing that people are actually sort of changing their entire mindset through the, th- you know, through your platform Absolutely. and through this kind of service to, to a different way of living? Absolutely, I think you know it's 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 crucial. It's a huge driver at the moment. I think people do want to live more lightly, but, uh, you know, from a personal point of view, but also um, from an environmental point of view. I think um, you know we, we've been talking about sustainability for such a long time, but I think now um, you know we've reached this point of overconsumption where we do have too much stuff. I think everyone can recognise that problem. We do, we do now have more, more models where we're not so much defined by what we own but by what we surround ourselves with. And so um, uh, new models of consumerism, so renting um, and the likes of Hearth, do offer that ability to be more, be more flexible, live more lightly, um, have less stuff, but still not... Um, not have to restrict yourself in terms of what you surround yourselves with. Not not have to, um, you know, just just have modular furniture or just have things that you're going to keep forever. Which, you know, I think people do want that constant sense of newness. I mean, we we uh, we all want to be inspired by the things that surround us, and we want to be inspired by um, by art and design and and the idea that living sustainably means kind of constantly compromising, constantly cutting back is a bit of a shame and so that's really what we what we wanted to um what we wanted to question i guess with hearth and so do you think that renting encourages consumers to be more sort of spontaneous or uh, experimental with that kind of their taste and with their furnishings absolutely that's the idea i think um you know when when you're only having when you're only sort of owning something temporarily and you only have it in your life on a temporary basis you're free to be a lot more experimental a lot have a lot more fun you know you're not thinking am I going to love this in five years time you're not thinking will it go with everything else in my house will it um you know you there's just there's a there's a lot less at stake you know mm-hmm. you can always just give it back so in terms of all the stuff that you rent out or you have done so far what's the most popular kind of object or type of objects or, or designer that, that sort of keeps getting requested? And, and why do you think that is? Well, it really varies. I mean, I think um, certainly art is a big one for us, I think, because um, because people are perhaps more attuned to the idea of changing something on their walls. It's a little less risky. Um, and this idea that, you know, you can you can look at something different every week um, is, is very appealing to people. From a practical point of view, um, it is beds and sofas, um, certainly from people who are moving around a lot. Um, 
But then also we're seeing we're seeing a lot of statement pieces. So um, if you're say having an event and you you really want to make some statement. Um, you know, to have some kind of statement piece um, that really defines your interior, then um, then Hearth enables you to do that. And you don't have to, you know, seriously invest or have to buy with a view to reselling it or um, or think of it as an investment. You can you can really go to town. And so we're seeing a lot of those sorts of things. Like what kind of statement piece? Is there something, I mean, uh, uh, I've looked on your site and I saw, I mean, there's this, you know, wonderful palm tree uh, uh, light Absolutely. that, oh, the, that the, I, I yeah. personally would love to have in my living room. But We, you know, we, do, we do have some amazing pieces. I think, um, I'm not sure if it's the, the, what you're thinking of, but we have a, a feather palm tree lamp, which okay. um, has been incredibly successful for us. Um what else? We have um, all kinds of the um, Gifram cactus, which is uh, really brilliant, and um, and the Boca lips sofa and so on. We've got all sorts of, you know, really quite radical pieces that if you were going to buy, you might have to think quite hard about it. But, uh, you know, to rent for a couple of months, super fun. Mm. Um, and uh, and the other thing that we've been really surprised about, actually, is chandeliers. We I, I think when we when we first started Hearth, I didn't think chandeliers would be a thing that people would want to rent. But actually, um, for high net worth individuals, when they have a maybe commissioned when they've commissioned a a piece, uh, a particularly statement piece for their own home, they often find that it's going to take six months or so to make, and they need something to fill that space, and you know, so that they can start entertaining straight away. Who could entertain without a chandelier in that? You know, absolutely. <laughs> you know? well, of course, so, you can't. Absolutely. So you know, we but we we have a lot of chandeliers that do very well. But so with something like a chandelier, like how do you manage the logistics of moving something so valuable and so sort of you know multi-part? I'm sure the huge pieces of furniture or art, like like from start to finish, like how how do you go about doing that and dealing with it? Well, ultimately, with Hearth, we would like to have our own logistics. I think it's something that we feel that we could we could. Um, you know, have a huge impact in that sector, but uh, that's a whole other business. And we we work with um, brilliant logistics partners, and um, and so where something needs white glove handling, where it needs installation, we have um, we have the the partner companies who can do that. So um, so peace of mind at every level. You also report and have reported on for years on on the wider sort of design industry, and now obviously you have this role um, with Hearth. But so if you think about the share economy future. How do you think that designers and artists will will make money in the future when you're sort of, um, you know, especially in sort of non-luxury industries with with the rental economy working like this? Um, do, you, do you think there is a role for them to play? We set up Hearth to champion designers and artists and to enable them to have a more direct line to their consumers. So with something like um, with through the sharing economy and with something like Hearth, they're not able um, only when well, they're not only able to test uh, their products, um, but they're also able to reduce the amount of things they have in storage and reduce the amount of stock they have because things can be out and used where otherwise they would just be sitting gathering dust. Um, they always get, you know, the bulk of the rental fee and we take a, a relatively tiny commission. So, um, so really it is, it is a platform with them designed with them in mind. Do you think that traditional brands can also sort of tap into this trend? Yeah, it's very, it's very much um, the way we're operating as well. Um, something that I have really high hopes for for the future is the restoration business. Um, I do think that uh, that the the rental economy uh, is really changing the way we see products, and we're actually starting to put value in the life that they've had and the places that they've been. And it's not just about something that's brand new being the best possible 
you know, option, actually something that has, has a little bit of history, uh, especially where we can trace it, becomes really lovely. And as long as, as long as we're looking after those products and as long as where we can, we can fix them. And I don't mean upcycling, you know, turning them into something else, although that, you know, certainly has its place. But I mean, really, really looking at that art form that is restoration and making something as good as new again, which is perfectly within our capabilities. And I'd, I would really like to see the restoration business thriving again. I can imagine that kind of... Uh creative degrees and things will start pointing in that direction you know I, really I mean hope so you can, you can imagine there'll be a lot more kind of courses where people start to start to need us to train in restoration because it's not it's not a lost art obviously but we haven't mm. been maybe investing in it in the same way and that's clearly there's clearly a desire for that more and more absolutely and I think particularly in the luxury industries at the high end higher end level of the market where things are um, generally made to last or they should be um, that it you know it it pays to take good care of them and to help them to last. Mm. You mentioned sort of provenance of, of a mm. piece or, you know, the, the backstory. I mean, do you, is there any visibility in where something, say a piece of furniture has been rented by one person? Is, is there kind of, do you, do you talk through the story of where it's been and, and is, is that kind of, yeah, is that that's, transparent? That's very, much, that's very much part of our business model um, at the moment because we're, um, we're just in beta. Yeah. We uh, the the platform doesn't currently allow us to do that to the level that we want to. That's stage two. Um, but you can certainly see when you when you click on an item, you can see um, the life that it's had before. You can see all about that piece. Um, but ultimately, I'd love it if you you know if you were able to really see, be able to trace where it's been, every home, every place, um, and and the stories that people have attached to that piece. So maybe what's happened to it or um, or maybe how they've styled it. And so each piece kind of starts to build its own life. I suppose like when you go to a, a holiday home and there's the guest book and you love to read back through other entries in a guest Absolutely. book to kind of go, you know, it's the same house, but every family will have a very different experience of it. Very much so. And I, I do think, you know, when you think of traditional rental industry, um, one of the reasons why it's it's kind of often seen as second best to buying new um, and has that stigma is because... You know, you don't have that transparency. You don't have this sort of, um, it's the idea that, you know, the, the things that are in that um, in that sort of circuit of rentals are a bit maybe battered and worn. And um, and that's really what we're trying to get away from and question that, you know, actually if something's had a life, it could be made more valuable. So the more um, more places it's been, the more stories it has to tell could, could be really lovely as long as you have that transparency um, and as long as, as long as we're really doing our best to take care of those pieces. And so, you know, the restoration piece as well. How do you imagine the future? Like think, thinking ahead, like, um, do you think that ownership will become a thing of the past? I do think I do think so more and more. Um, I think I don't think ownership will be completely a thing of the past, but I think we will look back on how we live now and the amount of stuff that we acquire. And I think that we'll we'll see that as completely bonkers. Um I think we'll own things we really care about and that we feel really define us on a long-term basis. Um, but ultimately, much of what we surround ourselves with isn't like that. It's, you know, it's just it's just the stuff. And I think, um, yeah, I, w I would actually love the, the way we style our spaces to, um, to change and to become more adventurous as a result of that. Well, it looks like this is something we'll all be seeing a lot more of. And I personally look forward to this flexible future where we are more experimental in, in terms of how we style our spaces and more sustainable to boot. 
I'd like to thank my guests today, Henrietta Thompson and Ella McDougall. And thank you for listening. I hope you'll join us next time for more future thinking from Stylus. You've been listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. If you liked what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Future Thinking in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to hear new episodes as soon as they're available. 